In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who brings to us the ability to play in a game forever. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it's getting to be Thanksgiving time, which in a lot of uh, different family systems means that at some point, maybe after the Thanksgiving meal, maybe as it's being prepared, you're going to sit down and you're going to uh, maybe uh, start playing a game, uh, start, start playing some, some kind of board game a lot of times. Uh, now, maybe that's not your family, but maybe you know what it's like to play a board game, to, to know what, it, what it's like to play one of those games like Scrabble or Monopoly or, or one of those other uh, board games that are out there. And, and there, there's kind of uh, different people. There, there are some people that, that just absolutely despise playing board games. Uh, and there's some other people that absolutely love playing board games. Uh, and and uh, that, that all um, comes to bear then when somebody invites you to play a game and uh, there's this guy who wrote a book in 1986 a guy named James P. Kars he wrote this book called uh, Infinite and Finite Games and and, uh, what he talks about in that book is is this kind of interesting uh, dichotomy if you will about what games are and what game theory is and and how we understand the games that, that live around us and basically, Kars says that there are two kinds of games. There are finite games and there are infinite games. And, and finite games are games in which you try to win at the end of them. Finite games are games in which you try to uh, zero out other people. You try to get to a point where you say, okay, I am going to uh, win. I'm going to decimate you. I'm, I'm going to make sure that I get all of the money or that I get all of the points or that I somehow end up on top at the expense of other people. And he says that those kind of finite games are, are oftentimes the games that we start to play um, when we play things that we call Games And so if you think about playing Monopoly, what you're doing there is you're playing a finite game. You're t- playing a game in which... People are uh, going up against each other and and they're saying, okay, I want to get the most money. I want to uh, be the person who lands on Boardwalk and I want to buy it so that I can get everybody's money as soon as they land on that singular uh, property that I have. And, and so you have this sort of sense of, of what it is to, to live in a finite game. But uh, in, in a lot of ways, games are, are simply just sort of, um, they, they're kind of the, the structure and the skeleton of, of life that we see around us. They're not life themselves, but they're, they're kind of that structure. And so when we play Monopoly, we kind of get this sense of the structure of what it is like to live life in, in terms of business. And, and when we play Scrabble, we sort of get a sense of what it is like to live life in a place where uh, we, we are, are competing academically with, with other people. And a, a lot of these games, they, they just sort of have this, uh, this sort of pared down structure of what our lives mean. And it's enjoyable a lot of times to play those games because in playing those games, we get a simplified version of what life is like. 
And it's, it's simplified, in, especially in terms of how finite it is, that, that uh, we know that at the end of the Monopoly game, that Monopoly game is going to end and there's going to be nothing further. There's maybe going to be some bragging rights that go forward, but that's going to be probably about it. And so there's something to that as we think about the games that we play or perhaps don't play if you're an FSU fan and you were frustrated about the Clemson thing yesterday. And, and, and so you, you get into this sense of, okay, well, what does it mean for me to play a game? And sometimes we recognize that those games are being played in real life. Sometimes we realize that there is a finite game being played by people that are running businesses around us, that people are competing. They're, they're trying to get all of the money. They're trying to get all of the business. They're trying to get all of the market share. They're trying to get all of the stuff. Uh, maybe it's not just business. Maybe it's also in terms of just, just social positioning, trying to get all of the popularity, trying to get all of, of the, the love of people, trying to get all of the sense of, of people knowing who we are. And, and there, there's all of these different finite games that we play. But the problem with finite games a lot of times is that uh, you find out what a lot of people find out. You find out what Blockbuster Found out. You find out what taxi cabs are finding out. You find out what uh, Ma Bell has found out. You find out what all sorts of different people are finding out, which is that if you get into playing a finite game, you have to be willing to take the risk of being finite yourself. That at some point, this is going to end. If you're a newspaper, you probably know exactly where you're at right now, that you can see your tombstone being chiseled out because people don't want to read newsprint anymore. And you have to figure out, okay, how do I keep this going or do I just zero this out and say this is a finite game? Well, here in this reading, we, we have this sense of a finite game versus an infinite game. Because an infinite game is a game that continues to go on. An infinite game is not one in which you have winners and losers. An infinite game is one in which you simply are playing for the joy of playing. You're playing for the, the purpose of continuing the game. You're playing for the purpose of everybody enjoying playing along with you. And, and Kars says this is a radically different kind of game for so many people because we're so used to the finite game. But the infinite game is something that is really, really pretty different and seems like it's completely different many times than, than the finite game. And so here we have Jesus coming back from his time in heaven, coming in and, and he's establishing his reign with all of his angels and he's sitting at his throne and he separates two groups of people. And, and at first we're, we're sort of tempted to think that what Jesus is doing here is that Jesus is separating this group of people into the usual categories that we're used to, the categories that are winners and losers. 
But, but Jesus doesn't ever get into that. He says, uh, these people are sheep and these people are goats. These people are righteous and these people are unrighteous. But they're not necessarily kind of winners and losers because winners and losers, that's what we expect this parable to be about. That the people who end up in hell are the people who are losers and the people that end up in heaven and in the resurrection, well, those people are the winners. But Jesus says, you're playing the wrong kind of game if you're thinking about it in that framework because that is the finite game framework and Jesus has come in order to bring us eternity essentially Jesus has come to bring us an infinite game he has come to bring us a game in which there aren't necessarily winners and losers but rather that the purpose of eternity the purpose of this infinite this infinite game that he has given to us is the the idea that we can continue to play forever and ever and ever in his presence and so when when you get to the the two groups of people you have in in a lot of ways the same response to what jesus says to them but you also have a radically different response to what they say to jesus And you can see that in terms of this sense of infinite and finite. And so the people that are the goats, the people that are playing the the people that are playing the finite game, they're the ones who say, "When did we see you all? When did we see you do this?" Because to them, they've been like, "We've been keeping score, and we feel like we've been kind of okay." When did we miss the opportunity? Which people were we supposed to be watching? Which people were we supposed to be serving? Which people were we supposed to be feeding? Which people were we supposed to be clothing? Which people were we supposed to be doing all of this stuff to? Which people were the least of these? Because we've been monitoring the score, Jesus, and we look good on the scoreboard. To which Jesus kind of responds, your, your problem is exactly that you're watching the scoreboard. And, and then we shift back over to who comes up first in this parable, which is the people that uh, are invited into the joy of their master, the people that are invited into the resurrection. And he goes to them, and their response is the same response as the goats, but it's different. Because their response to what Jesus says is they say, when did we do all of these things? We haven't been keeping score. When did we see you hungry? When did we see you in prison? When did we see all of these things? We haven't been keeping score. We haven't been doing this so that we know exactly which people are going to give us the most efficient bang for our buck in terms of who we're serving, but rather we're just serving people because they're people. We're not playing a game. We're continuing care. And that is the infinite game. The infinite game of self-giving. The infinite game that continues to provide something to play with in the system. And really the only way that you end up in an infinite game is the exact opposite of how you end up winning 
in a finite game. In a finite game, you're trying to get all of the pieces and you're trying to bring them all to yourself. But in an infinite game, you're taking all of what you have and you're offering them back into the community of the people that are playing in the infinite game so that everybody can continue to play, so that you can continue to get what you need from other people, so that they can continue to get what they need from you. And that infinite game is played best by Jesus. That infinite game is played best by the one who we recognize as finally the winner of the infinite game. The one who gave the most in the infinite game is the one who wins the infinite game. And the one who gives the most in the infinite game of our entire human history is this person named Jesus who gave of himself on a cross, who spent the entire life of God and put that into the community as an infinite resource that we can continue to draw on every time that we have a sin, every time that we have a problem, every time that we have something that we need from Jesus, we can continue to draw on his infinite gift so that we may continue to play the infinite game which never ends. Which doesn't end with his death which doesn't end with our death, which doesn't even end with the death of the world, but rather continues on by necessity because it is the infinite game forever and ever and ever. So that as Paul says that every power and authority shall be zeroed out so that then God will be all and in all. The absolute description of what it means to win the infinite game. And so may you this week recognize that because Christ has given of himself into the space of our lives that we are playing an infinite game. And may you reject the finite game in order to play something that will last forever. Amen.